Geekish Cast, episode 69, The Dark Knight Falls. Welcome back to Geekish Cast Comic Commentary with Jeremy and Paul. I'm Jeremy. I'm Paul. And we have finally <coughs> made it to <laughs> no, right. Book Four. Book Four. The Dark Knight Falls. Yes, he does. Um, yeah, it's taken us a while to get here. <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> happened, you know, in between. Yeah. <laughs> Been a lot going on here lately. We still uh, can't talk, stop talking about Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> I know, there's been, a, there's been a lot of... Well, I'll tell you what, that that movie drew so heavily from these from this series of books that it's really hard not to, yeah. in retrospect, go back and talk about it. Very true. That is definitely true. Two more scenes that you know were used used in the movie that are pulled right out of this comic. Yeah, I would have. So I'm going Yeah, I'd have to argue three, but we'll get to that later. Oh, I might be missing <laughs> one, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna do. I pulled a um, a synopsis offline. I'll go ahead and read through it, and we'll kind of comment as we go and see what we find. Okay, cool. Is that all right? Yeah, let's do that. So um, the Soviet Union launches a nuclear warhead in response to Superman's presence in Corto Maltese. Mm-hmm. Superman manages to divert the missile to an uninhabited desert area before it detonates. Mm-hmm. The damage is done nonetheless. The warhead was designed to re- disrupt electronics and communications in the Western Hemisphere, as well as throw millions of tons of dust and debris into the atmosphere, depriving Superman of the light that gives him his powers. So let's let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that, that looked a little familiar, didn't it? Yeah, like... <laughs> Even the decrepit-looking Superman is read right out of this book. Yeah, so uh, that was definitely one. Now, when I first saw this as a um, as a teenager, I don't know if I knew before this book that Superman got his power from the sun. I don't know if I was aware of that or not, but I know that this book is definitely what drove it home to me. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I think I've just always known. I don't know when I first found out that it was derived from the sun. May have been the Richard Donner movies, <laughs> mm, but they also talk about the gravity on Earth being a smaller planet, being like how he flies yeah. too. If I remember right, yeah. So yeah, and so Superman being struck or being caught in the penumbra of this nuclear weapon, and maybe maybe you've read a little bit into this or can help me wrap my head around it. Does he literally draw his power? solar power back by communing with plant life on earth well he's he it's weird because i was actually reading i was rereading it and thinking that like he seemed to get it from the he puts his hand on the plant and the plant obviously through photogenesis gets its food and you think he pulls just enough from the plant to be able to fly and get um, recharged from the sun, even though it doesn't show that part. But I'm assuming, because he's trying to fly and he just needs just enough, and he pulls it from the the plant, the flower he puts his hand on, which I've never seen him before, do before, other than this book. Right. I mean, it definitely comes across. Um, I remember when I first read it, I was almost thinking that the planet gave him the power somehow. That it was more than just him thinking, you know, oh, mother, give me power. It was like literally him communing with the planet itself. Maybe. I mean, 
it could have been just that or just, you know, just him saying a hopeful prayer to himself to get the willpower and the strength, the internal strength to, uh, to do it. Yeah. There were a few, definitely a few ways to look at that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But that was interesting. I was like, did you just get it from plant? Like the, yeah. that, that flower he put his hand on. Well, and if I remember right, it looked to me like a sunflower. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, again, kind of hits you in the face with it, but it's definitely right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with, with the loss of electricity and communications, um, Gotham descends almost immediately into chaos, blackouts, rioting, uh, an airplane is crippled and crashes into the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Jim Gordon as well as other good citizens pull together and kind of come to the city's rescue, I think is the proper term. Um, I don't know if it necessarily starts out that way. Well, you see the riots. So, I mean, that's definitely yeah. Sure. They're definitely rioting, and some people are trying to help. But it does really doesn't get uh, pulled together until Batman shows up. Oh, that's true. I mean, I think we see Jim Gordon doing a little bit, but until Batman shows up, there's no concerted effort. Yeah. Yeah. So Batman's and, definitely on the lamb. <laughs> yes. Well, and this is right on the heels of him having fought the Joker. And the Joker killing himself, yep. but definitely leaving Batman to carry the blame. And I love how it's probably my favorite scene in this whole book. It's like the first couple of panels when Batman's like, he knows like the cops are out to get him, and he's like, "Dude, I need to get the hell out of here." He's like, "But I get." He takes one second to say, uh, uh, "Say goodbye," and he like spits on the Joker's face. <laughs> oh, absolutely! How could he not at that? Yeah, point? I was just like, that's so awesome. <laughs> Well, and this book is very much informed. Um, at the time this book came out, the, in the movies, there was a very right-wing, pro-vigilante thing going on with uh, uh, Charles Bronson, Charles Bronson Chuck yeah. Morris, and Clint Eastwood at the time. The Dirty Harry, Death Wish kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Batman's definitely Dirty Harry. Oh, absolutely. And it definitely comes through. And I believe in, even at one point, there was talk of having Clint Eastwood play the elderly Batman. He could have pulled it off. Oh, it would have been fantastic, really. Because you know what? Clint, Clint Eastwood would kind of look like a more muscular, aged, and angry Adam West. Yeah. <laughs> he totally would. Yeah. Um, all right, so we have a Batman who's near death. He's been shot and, uh, oh, rigs the Joker's body to explode. Yeah, catches on fire yeah. and explodes and... And uh, I love how, oh, so we finally get also our, uh, while he's trying to escape, the murder charges are added. Yes, this is where the murder charges come in. And only at this point do we know for a fact that he hasn't murdered anybody Mm -hmm. when they've added murder charges. Yeah, because they would have done it earlier. But now it's like they they added murder, you know, murder to the charges against Batman. So. Up until now, like, they didn't think he killed anybody until you know Joker made it look like it. Yeah, exactly. And much like Snoop Dogg, <laughs> murder was the case that they That's gave true. him. That's true. Yeah. And so going out of that, let's see here. We're coming out of that. He's he's on the run from the cops. Towns in shambles. Oh, and then Robin and Batman decide to gather a little army together. Yeah, he finally he finally comes in contact with his the the mutants that or the sons of Batman because the whole time you know people are like just he's kind of just letting them do their own thing but uh, he definitely comes in contact and he's just like all right 
we're going to do this, but we're going to do this my way type of situation. Mm-hmm. And he snaps the gun in half, you know, this is the weapon of my enemy. We do not need it. You know, this, what, here's what this made me wonder. In this case, who is the enemy he is speaking of? I think just criminals in general. Like, But, but at this point, isn't it, isn't it police kind of shooting at rioters as well? Uh, possibly. I don't think he's actively going after the police, though. Not actively, but he's definitely, if they pull guns on people trying to eat or something, you know he's going to oh, stop Oh, absolutely. Them. Because at that point, yeah, they're they're being oppressors. Exactly. And he's definitely, though he is a totalitarian, he's the kind of uh, despot that only wants to see himself in charge at this point. I guess you'd almost call an altruistic despot at this point. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, he just, so he finally gets his army. And uh, he's going to decide to use it for good. And, and they kind of, like, a, no, I don't know, attack the riders? Is that the <laughs> the proper thing to say? Subdue? <laughs> Sub, subdue, yeah. Uh, Calm. Somewhere. Yeah. Pacify. Pacify. Pacify the riders with, pacify with, the with punches to faces. Well, and lassos. And lassos, yes. He uses lassos and batarangs. So now, Gotham, which has been plunged into darkness and chaos, uh, suddenly has free-flowing food lines and the only city in America that seems to have any uh, communication or uh, modern <laughs> modern features to it. Yeah. So instead of the American government taking this as a clue on how to maybe get charge of the other major cities, they, uh, they call in the big guns. Yeah. So the <laughs> literally the biggest gun they have, they call in Superman and the Army. Yes. To, uh, I guess, watch this battle with Superman and Batman. I have to tell you, this is always the one part of this book I find the most baffling. I mean, I get they want they want Superman to kill Batman, I assume, or at the very least bring him in. Bring him in, yeah. So they send the army with him? Yeah, and the army's only supposed to shoot after... What, let me see... They're only supposed to shoot after one of them goes down. Like, are they? They're just kind of supposed to take them both out. No, just Batman. I think just Batman. Okay. So if, if Superman doesn't take him out or talk him down or whatever, the army's there to take him down. Yeah. Which I thought was just a little weird. Like, why is Batman the biggest threat at this point? Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, like I said, this is this is part of it that I've always found the most baffling. Well, he's not towing the line. And I think they're no. afraid of what is going to... They don't want to go back to the old ways. Right. Because that's why, the, you know, Superman yeah. did his little deal and gave everybody up so he could still do his thing. And Batman's none too pleased about that. None too pleased at all. Um, we do get to see uh, Oliver Queen pop in, though. Yeah, I would love to see the backstory to this. So would I. Um, we do know that Clark ripped Oliver Queen's arm off. Though. Yes. And we know it still hurts when it's cold outside. Yes, and I... So here's the, a line that I that I thought it was weird. So he he was in prison, and he broke out of prison. Okay. 
And then he says, and they've been covering for me just like they covered up my escape. They'd love to frost me. So, I don't know, like the government covered up his escape and has been covering up for Oliver Queen, been out, and he said he's been, he's kept busy. So there's definitely like a story there. There, there is definitely something going on there. What it was, I think, was left purposefully vague. Um, but you know, I mean, basically, the Green Arrow is basically a Batman run, I and mean, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. just another version of Batman to the point where he had a sidekick in the Arrow car and the Arrow yeah. cave. And very often, when you see him in, say, Smallville. Or on a CW show, he is very often the stand-in for yeah, Batman. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why they don't want. Well, because I mean, because he is literally like a, a bad photocopy. Yeah, yeah. The billionaires uh, who you know, I mean, for different reasons, but decide to fight crime with gadgets and brains and blah blah blah. Ollie's way more uh, left-leaning than Batman is, though. Well, yeah, but you you do know that came out of the pairing of Ollie and Hal Jordan. Possibly, that's yeah. where, okay. No, that's absolutely where it started. It was with uh, Green Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, another Denny O'Neill and... Um, Neil Adams, right? Neil Adams, yeah. Um, but it was... Uh, Green Lantern was very right-wing. Green Arrow was very left-wing. And it was the two of them going around and righting wrongs together, seeing the country. Mm-hmm being put in their place by black people and poor people countrywide. Yeah, and then he came back and decided to uh, use his money for good. Yep, pretty much. And then they broke him and sent him to Seattle for a while, and then they just made him a superhero again, and then they killed him. But such is life of a super superhero, I guess. Yeah, so I love how after Ollie shows up, a couple panels later, like... Superman mm-hmm. uses his heat vision to just write, like, where. Yes. And, like, this proves that, like, he could have like, this could have ended, like, five pages earlier, because he easily could have done, like, he hacked off the limbs or, or killed Bruce if he wanted to. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, you and I have discussed yeah. this um, Superman's going to fight Batman. Who wins? Superman. Yeah. There's, there's no two ways. And people always try to, well, you know, give him enough time uh, and preparation for it. Batman would, no, he fucking wouldn't. Mm-hmm. All Superman would have to do is flick him with his fingertip <laughs> right between the eyes. Yeah. Pink, and that'd be it. Good. Like I've said before, Superman fighting, or Batman fighting Superman is like a can of Campbell's soup fighting you. Yeah. It will explode upon hitting the wall. Exactly. And he's clearly, during the fight, trying to talk to him. Because Batman references it, but he just can't hear him. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think that's actually one of the features... Well, we know it's the feature against the sonic weapon, but I think Batman knows that Superman, that Clark, is going to try to talk him down. Yeah. He knows it. Yeah. And so, to, to stave it off, he plugs his ears. He's like, I'm not listening to this fool. Now, a little difference here between this and uh, Batman versus Superman. Little difference, but I mean, it's... Well, Batman's goal here isn't to kill Superman. No. Absol- yeah, that's the main di- absolutely the main difference. Yeah. 
His goal here is just yeah. Well, his goal here is just a (laughs) well. Let's see. Maybe maybe before we touch on that, is there anything here we're missing? Uh, We know that he's got some special weaponry ready. Mm -hmm. He's got that um, the suit on, Mm -hmm. and uh, we know he's got some big heavy weapons ready to hit Superman with. Yeah, and he's. I I love the timetable that he's going with because he took the pill. Yes. That and then you know exactly an hour. He's gonna basically feign death. <laughs> yeah. So I like the constant like mentioning of the timetable, and you know he's gonna land at this time. He's gonna be here. You know, the tank's gonna shoot him, and then this is gonna. I, I love like how Batman's down to the second, damn near meticulously thought out like where he's gonna be and where he needs to be. Well, and the timing's very, very specific too. Yeah. He needs Clark standing in the right spot mm-hmm. for when Ollie shows up. Yep. And I love he's like, Ollie, what's going on? You goddamn quiet. <laughs> Quit fighting the cops. Do your thing. So, uh, basically, I mean, it's synthetic kryptonite, I believe, that they use on him here, right? Yes. It's it's just, I mean, yeah, synthetic. It's not like a gaseous form that, in the movie, he made from an actual piece of kryptonite. He, he synthesized this. Something he completely fabricated has Ollie shoot from an arrow, so it explodes right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Again, a scene we see in uh, Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, much like Batman vs. Superman, a pretty one-sided ass-beating ensues after that. Yes. Giving birth to one of my favorite quotes of all time. Yeah. This, yeah you know, we could have changed the world. Now look at us. I've become a political liability. And you, and you're joke. a joke. Yeah. I want you to remember, Clark, in all the years to come, in your most private moments, I want you to remember my hand at your throat. I want you to remember the one man who beat you. Yeah. So, very different than Batman vs. Superman. Oh, that's a lot Batman. of words replaced by Mar- Martha. Yeah. But he's not there to kill him. Not there to kill him. So I understand not- the, the difference. I mean, I would have... There is a piece of me that would have loved to, you know, to hear those words and see that on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm not one of those people that hates the Martha thing because I understand what was going on there. It wasn't about, oh hey, our mom's names are the same. Let's be best friends. No, that's not. That. You know, there there are so many legitimate things to dislike in in parts of that movie. To focus on that one is just chicken shit. It really is. Yeah. Because well, we broke it down in book three, or at least broke down my view on what it was yeah. and it was a yeah it was the fight from Excalibur mm-hmm. between Arthur and Lancelot yes and then to simplify it beyond that point you're missing the whole point yeah I think I could be wrong no he I mean it snaps Batman into reality and he sees that yeah. this is not this omnipotent god you know yeah this is a guy with a mom and a yeah, girlfriend he sees the humanity in him at that moment and then he realizes he was the bad he's guy the bad guy humility too yeah and I think that's where you're right. I think that's what people had trouble with. Is that we're, strangely, we're used to Batman being the moral center when Batman fights Superman, but in this one, he was not. Uh, Yet it would be strange to expect Batman to be more moral than Superman. True. That's true. So it does play on because the dichotomy of the characters. Yeah, yeah but I mean, 
uh, usually when they fight, it's not like it's not based on any type of moral backing. It's something's wrong with Superman. <laughs> right. You know, he's either taken over or got some Starro's got him. Yeah, or, something. Yeah. Um, but that was not the case in the movie. Uh, in this case, in in you know Dark Knight Returns, um, he's just he's just sold out. Superman sold out. But even more than that, Batman needs a big distraction. Yeah. Because right now he's wanted for murder. And we're going to know pretty soon, you know, everything about Bruce Wayne and Batman is coming out real soon. Yes. And so he needs a big distraction. And what bigger distraction than, let's come down to the end of the timing here, to die fighting Superman. Yep. Which, you know, that's, uh, that's basically what happens. What, what's kind of amusing here is that he takes a pill to give himself a heart attack, even though he's been minutes away from a heart attack in the last two books. Yeah, he didn't want to leave it to chance, though. Yeah. Batman doesn't leave anything to chance. He controls it all. Yep, and he basically says as much. Now, coming down to your timing thing, while he's keeling over from a heart attack, Alfred blows up Wayne Manor. Yeah, I just love that. Like, Alfred dies. He's like his his services are no longer needed. Yeah, it's a good well, what's good way to go. Yeah, well, his quote is even like how appropriate yeah. or something. Yeah. How utterly proper. That's it. How utterly proper. That's I love it. it. God, Alfred's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he really was. I mean, I think this again. This is the version of Alfred referenced the most often. Probably starting with uh, at least Batman Begins, but probably even the the movies before that, and definitely in the animated series. Yeah. This is the Alfred we get, the kind of sharp-witted, tongue-in-cheek, slightly passive-aggressive butler. Yeah. I mean, Al- Alfred is absolutely the most important supporting character in Batman's life. Oh, sure. If they, if they kill... Like, Batman dies in the comics, like, that would be, like... The final straw. Um, you know, and this is a spoiler alert for people that haven't played Arkham Knight. Did you play Arkham Knight on the PS4? No, I haven't played it. So it, its proper ending is pretty close to the ending of Dark Knight Returns as well. Bruce Wayne is outed. Wayne Manor explodes. Pretty sure Alfred dies. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one that when you come to your complete Batman tale... Uh, Bruce Wayne and Alfred and Wayne Manor and parts of Gotham City all have to go. Yeah. I mean, They're too interrelated for one thing to exist without the other. Yes. Yeah. Alfred is no longer needed. He's dead. Mm-hmm. That's it. He made a promise to the Waynes. And, and he's seen them through. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah. it ends at the funeral, just like the movie did. Except, um... Well, well, well first off, let's let's cover this a little bit, that the media and everybody now knows that Bruce Wayne was Batman all those years. Mm-hmm. Yet, strangely enough, nobody can find any of Bruce Wayne's money. money. Oh, yes. All his accounts have been bled out. All his assets have been liquidated. Everything is gone. Then we go to the funeral. Uh, Catwoman is none too happy with Superman, yeah. whose identity does not appear to be much of a secret. Yes. And, and I never got that until the funeral. Because mm-hmm. I can't believe he's here and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, people know that. Yep. Clark Kent is Superman. Hmm. 
So we have to assume that his entire existence after whatever put the superheroes out of business, Clark was completely out in the open. Yeah. It seems to be the case, for sure. Yeah. He was, you know, he lives a completely public existence. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I got barking dogs. Damn dogs. Yep. So, we end up, we got Batman in the grave, Selena pissed at Superman, and finally Batman's timing is a little bit off. Mm-hmm. As his heart restarts, just just yeah, early enough for Clark to, to hear it. Yeah. But it's all good. He gives uh, Robin the wink. And then they go underneath to where the Batcave was. They got the Sons of the Bat, uh, Sons of Batman, Carrie, Bruce, Ollie, and they've decided they're going to live a very quiet life, writing wrongs from the secrets. Yeah. And he's and uh, Dark Knight Strikes Again never happened. No, he's pointing. He's pointing at pages of the Dark Knight Returns right down there at the bottom. <laughs> he's like, and this will be the worst book ever written. <laughs> You mean Dark Knight Strikes Again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not this book. Yeah. Dark Knight Strikes Again doesn't exist, in my opinion. Yeah, we're, we're going to skip over that. If we do book number three, <laughs> we're just we're not going to do number two. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's just, it's funny, just, you know, all the fighting, all the turmoil between Batman and Superman at the end. Superman's completely content with Batman doing what he's doing. Just doing well, it on the down low. I think as long as he's quiet about it, that's all he cares about. Yeah, he has no problems with the end. It's the means. Yeah. Which he was not too, none too happy with. Well, if even you reflect back on the point where Superman's thinking, you know, Bruce, they're going to make me come after you. Yeah. You need to stay quiet. They're going to make me. He doesn't want to. At least I think we can assume he doesn't want no. to. No. I think Superman tends to hold Batman in higher regards than Batman does Superman, and at least in this book. Yeah, I think in the actual uh, DC continuity in the comics. Well, I don't even know anymore because New Fifty Two wiped out about seventy five years of continuity. But um, the feeling is mutual. War crimes for that or something. I know. I was reading Flash today and I was just like trying to read it and I was like god I hate you Flash so much this is all your fault (laughs) you used to be my favorite character but if it wasn't for Flashpoint Paradox we wouldn't have this nonsense oh god you saw those pictures I sent you this weekend of all that fucking Jim Lee design stuff (laughs) you hate Jim Lee so much I think it's so funny I really do (laughs) well you know what no I don't hate Jim Lee I hate what he's done to DC Comics that's what I hate well, I don't think it was his fault. Well, he could have fixed it. <laughs> he could have fixed it. He sat there quietly while while havoc was spread across the world and did nothing. Yeah. Uh, new fifty two. Yep. Thank- well, some version of the new fifty two is coming to an end soon, if I remember correctly. Well it's so rebirth is still new fifty two. Continuity. It's just it's just they're going to bring in and just change some things to make it feel like pre-Flashpoint. That continuity is continuing. Yeah, but only kind of. It's a little bit different because, like, look how different um, Rebirth. Look how different the Green Lantern titles were once Green Lantern Rebirth hit, 
or how different Flash was after Flash Rebirth. Yes. Everybody, everybody just kind of went like, hey, guys, remember back when Hal Jordan was a Green Lantern and things were pretty cool and everybody was pretty stoked and there was a Green Lantern mm-hmm. for it? And everybody went like, yeah. And then everybody took a big collective sigh, and we were like happy to have the Green Lantern Corps back. Yeah, and it is. I guess it is. It is the same as because it's not taking. It didn't take anything away from the past. You know, fifty years prior to that. It, exactly. It just tweaked a little bit, and this is going to be the new. It's going to be the same thing. I wish they would just take away New Fifty Two. I do, too. I, I don't understand why they ever did it in the first place, but now they've done it. It's five years in the past, and, and we are where we are. Because that is canon. Yeah. So New 52, is that is the real DC Universe right now. Yep. That bums me out a little bit. Well, you know what I was kind of hoping they would do? And they, they, they at least paid it lip service, even though they didn't do it. They said they were going to kind of get rid of... Can't, what was it? They were going to... He favor continuity for canon. The idea that I took from that being that if they could kind of tell any story and then they could you know might only reference the stuff they wanted to, mm-hmm. but didn't have to reference at all. Yeah, which I would have been kind of okay with. But um, you know what I'm not okay with though. Speaking of DC Rebirth, what's that? Super Sons look fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, they just why. Why is Jonathan Kent's clothing all ripped up, and why is Damian Wayne like armored to his throat? Yeah, dude, I do not like Damian Wayne's either one of their their costumes because Jonathan looks like he's wearing like Clark's old hand me downs, but like three or four years ahead of time. Yeah, I've never Just, been a big fan of Damian to begin with. You know what? I never have either. I thought it was interesting when they brought him back, but at the same time, I'm always thinking, well, now, now you can go. You yeah. can just go away now. He's way too bratty for me. I like Tim Drake just fine. Uh, I liked all the previous ones <laughs> just yeah. fine before that. But we'll see. I'm going to give it a chance because I, I, wa- I really want DC to be good. Well, I do too. And being a big DC fan, that's what I want you know to have come out of it. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, especially before we read it. Read, read the bathwater. <laughs> read the bathwater. That doesn't work. You can do that. Yeah. But um, I want it to kind of, I want it to be good. Um, but uh, did, it, did I tell you we already decided on a book for next week? You ready for this one? Yeah. Okay, so we're doing V for Vendetta, but we're going to compare it to the movie. Because mm-hmm. Chris from uh, Return to Camp Blood and I were talking about it the other night on Skype. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but the movie missed the point of the comic. He's like, no, it didn't. And I was like, oh. you didn't. You either didn't watch the movie or you didn't read the book. Because the book was pro-anarchy and the movie was pro-democracy, pro-liberal democracy. Mm-hmm. So you missed out on something if you got something other than that from it. Well, anything to wrap up on now that we have finished The Dark Knight Returns and there's nothing that happens in that universe ever again? Well, hopefully in ten years... Someone will do a Dark Knight movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe that would be that would probably be the best thing. What did you think of the animated movie? I thought it was good. I actually really liked the DC animated movies. Um, the last couple ones, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because they've been so centered around Damien. Mm-hmm. I haven't really liked, but um, I mean, that's definitely one thing I can say that DC is wholeheartedly 
beating Marvel at, and it's and it's animated. Oh, I think their animated movies are outstanding. I almost wish, if they're only going to put forward a half-ass attempts at some things, just just stick to the animated. But quit doing this fucking warmed-over anime-looking shit. Yeah. Yeah, the last Flashpoint Paradox that I, I hated. That's where it started. That animation yeah. was terrible. I didn't mind Justice League War. Um, the last couple, I didn't like... The, I liked the animation. I just didn't really necessarily like the story because it was, they just kind of made it up as they went along for some reason. But, yeah. um, uh, um, Red Hood was amazing. That's probably my favorite I, one. I love that. I would put that down as the strongest Batman movie of all time, quite honestly. It was so good. Yeah. My son loves that one too. Yeah. No, that's a great one. But uh, yeah, I liked the, the Dark Knight animated one. It was pretty good. Yeah, I dug it. No, I thought it was pretty good. I thought Peter Weller's kind of called in his his reading. He's kind of I don't sound like he's half asleep. <laughs> Somebody went like, "Here, RoboCop, have a glass of brandy and read this." Yeah, right. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. I I just wish they would do something like other than Batman or Justice League. Well, the thing is, they know if they throw Batman or the Justice League in there, it will do better than anything else. I know, but it would it kill them to do something else? <laughs> no, but every time they've done something else, what they do is they go, well, don't put a lot of effort into it because nobody's going to like it. And then they half-ass it, and nobody likes it, or nobody likes it as much. I like the Wonder Woman one. No, Wonder Woman was fine, but they didn't put any, They didn't market it. They didn't tell anybody it was out there. Most people still don't even know that they ever did it, and it's almost 10 years old. Yeah, it is pretty old. Yeah. And they're doing a lot of, you know, I mean, I don't want them to do the Justice League stuff from the New 52. They're pulling a lot of stuff from New 52, and, and, and I understand because that's what's current. Yeah. But um, it, it's just not what I prefer. Like the Killing Joke's coming out soon. And it's going to be rated R. Yeah, that's going to be outstanding. Yeah, so... I'm super excited about that because God, Killing Joke's so good. Yeah, you actually have to try to fuck that up. I mean, you can. <laughs> oh, you can absolutely, but, but you actually have to try to do it. But from what I've seen, um, and the casting's great, so I'm super excited about that. Well, they have the you know the animated Batman cast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Once you got Luke Skywalker and Kevin Conroy, you, yeah. I mean, you're already two thirds of the way to. Yeah, you're good. Formula. Yeah. I heard, I saw when I saw that I was just like oh it's gonna be so awesome yeah yeah I'm wondering what I'm wondering what they're gonna mm-hmm. do next they did a Suicide Squad one too you know I didn't watch that one but only because I wasn't really that interested in seeing it because like they, they named it named it what like Arkham Asylum or something yeah and so Batman of course Batman. was in it yeah but at least they kind of tried <laughs> oh no no they they gave it a shot they gave it a shot I'll give them that. And that one was... You know what I'd like to see? What was that? I would love to see Kingdom Come. Oh, my God. That would be so awesome. I would love to see Kingdom Come, but I'd want it to be a three-parter, at least. I think you could do a two-parter like they did Dark Knight. think so? Mm-hmm. I'd really want them to spend their time on it. Yeah. I don't know if they do Kingdom Come. Yeah, Kingdom Come, you really have to like stop and look around. You got to look at each panel. Oh, that, that yeah. I mean, that book was just beautiful. Yeah. And you really got to stop and take your time to go through that one. Because you're like, ooh, Fat Albert Gang. 
Yeah, I would love for them just totally think outside the box. I'd love a you know Blue Beetle Booster Gold. Oh, well, everybody, anybody that knows me knows that I, if I could afford it, I would personally <laughs> fund a Blue Beetle a Blue Beetle Booster mm-hmm. uh, movie. You know, matter of fact, if if anybody can do that for about eighteen dollars and forty seven cents and some string. Yeah, we're on. I, I will totally, totally fund that movie. I'm surprised they haven't done any crisis stories too, personally. Well, they did Crisis on uh, Two Worlds. Two Worlds, yeah, that was that one was pretty good. Yeah, that one was good with the crime syndicate, right? Yeah, with the crime syndicate. I've always been a fan of the crime syndicate. Oh yeah, I love the, I, I love the the crime syndicate story that Grant Morrison did with Frank Quitely. Yeah, Earth Two. Earth Two. That, that was, that was a great one. Well, you know what I always liked uh, talking about Crisis on Infinite Earths in um, in Crisis when we go to Earth three mm-hmm. and their world is being destroyed and Ultraman has that shining moment of well, fucking I fight to the last minute. Yeah. So here he is, like the biggest villain on the planet, but he's like, well, I'm not going down without a fight. I'm gonna save everybody or die doing it. Yeah. Ultraman ain't going out like no punk. <laughs> yep. But I mean, even even that version of Superman in the end was like, okay, fuck it, I'll either fix it or I'm going to die doing it. Well, it looks like they are going to bring back the JSA, which I'm pretty stoked about. Yes, JSA is good, and I'm I'm such a, like a new guy to DC. Like Jeff Johns made me love like <laughs> all these characters because you know his run on JSA is what I read, and that's mm-hmm. my that's my JSA. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It, that's you. You read during the period where Alex Ross was illustrating the covers too, yes. right? Yeah, fantastic run. So I know people. That's not their JSA. <laughs> no, that's mine. That was the only, that was the only JSA we had. Yeah, because for a long time we didn't have a JSA. Even my Teen Titans is Jeff Johns' Teen Titans. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna differ with you on that. And that's okay. I'm and, yeah. and and that's why I'm like I I like these characters. That's the you know, Jeff John's run of Teen Titans, I thought it was so good. And I just didn't really know any better to be like, oh, this oh, no, is the way they're supposed to be. So, like, that's, to me, that's, you know. Well, his run on it was fine. But for me, Titans will always be yeah. that original Marv Wolfman, uh, yeah. George Perez era. And it is it, for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and Well, there you go. You want to talk about, you know, to make a great animated movie? The Titan contract, or the um, the Judas contract. The Judas contract, yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. See, like, I had to go back and read that stuff, like, afterwards. Yeah. Like, that wasn't yeah. the first thing I read. That was, like, the fourth thing I read, you know, when it came Matter to Matter of fact, when we wrap up here in a few minutes, I may just jump on Amazon and buy that. I mean, it's definitely good. Yeah. But it's just so weird going back, because, you know, it's like anything else, like, when you watch a kid, a movie in the 80s, you're like, oh, I love this movie, and you watch it again, you're like, yeah, it's pretty good. But the nostalgia is not there, and nostalgia, it matters. That matters. That matters a lot. Um, One of my favorite movies of all time is that 1980s Flash Gordon. Mm -hmm. Who, by the way, Sam J. Jones, who played Flash Gordon Mm -hmm. in that movie, is going to be at the Modesto Comic Con this year. What? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to get a table there and maybe do some live feeds or something. So... uh, I'm communicating with the people that are putting it on by Facebook. I don't know if they're going to go for it. If all else fails, I'm just going to pay for a fucking table. No, you need to go. Yeah, I think so. I wish I could go. I was going to go to Comic-Con here in Dallas because Frank Miller's going to be there. and He's going to be signing. 
And I was like, man. But I'd be all like, could you use your hand that's not a homophobe <laughs> sign this? And I was like, I have to go. But then I realized, oh, that's my wife's birthday weekend. <laughs> so I can't go. He never signs. Oh, he does. He doesn't, does yeah, he? I've never, I never, I've never seen him at a show. That is so weird. So I don't know what he's doing, but I would have totally gone uh, just he's for that. Trying to get the fans behind him so he can write Dark Knight Four. <laughs> oh God, he wants to. He wants to write oh, it by does. himself. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen his artwork that's been used on these covers too? It is horrid. 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 I'd rather have just, Rob Liefeld try it at this point. Yeah. I'd rather have Rob Liefeld ink a picture drawn by Jim Lee and uh, John Romita Jr. <laughs> and then colored by a blind preschooler than look at Frank. You know what, man? I, I got to take that back. I don't need to offend blind preschoolers. That's not cool. <laughs> not cool. I will always defend Liefeld because he's a super nice guy. <laughs> You know, after after he destroyed the comic book industry. <laughs> hey, maybe just because you're not good at your job doesn't mean you can't be nice. No, no, that's true. But when you're really, really, really bad at your job, <laughs> you really have to be nice. Yeah, yeah he has to be nice. Yeah. Jim Lee's nice. Yeah, you, know, you realize if I ever meet any of those guys, they're going to piss right in my gas tank or pour sugar. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. It is definitely yeah. possible. It's, yeah. Especially now that I've said it like three times, I'll probably give them the idea. Mm-hmm. Why is this guy that keeps talking shit about me and asking me to pour sugar in his gas tank? What happens when you do that? <laughs> you get sugar in your gas tank. Yeah. It tastes better. That's what mm-hmm. happens. It doesn't blow up or anything. All right, Paul. So that's it. That's uh, The Dark Knight Falls. Dark Knight. Great story. Yeah. I'm afraid we didn't do it much justice, but we'll only get better as we go forward. That's okay. I mean, it's it's a good one. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, it just it, when I read this stuff, it just makes me sad when I read comics now. There's so few comics that I read now. And I, I'm not just... I don't want to shit on DC either, because I love them both. Marvel's not doing too much better at all. It's just... I think they've just abandoned continuity. I don't know. It's like I feel like... Every few months, they're like, how can we make money? Let's do, put out a new number one. Yeah. Let's do a new But you know what? These days, after seeing what's happened to Star Trek and some other things, I kind of wish more people would go ahead and shit-can continuity a bit. Because sometimes it just gets in your way. Yeah. I just wish they'd do it in a good way. Yeah. I think that's why I'm just reading so much Image comics right now. Because you like books that ship late? <laughs> they don't ship late. When it's scheduled to ship that way. <laughs> when they do six issues and then take a three-month hiatus. Okay. That's on purpose. It's not late. Yeah. It's like Gandalf it's time, mid- right? It's a mid-season hiatus. That's what yeah. it is. It arrives in exactly when it means to. But they're not. They're not. You know, they don't have all this history that they have to keep up with and continuity. They just put out a great story and that's it. No, I'll, I'll give you that. I, these days, I'd almost rather focus on a good story than worry about, well, we can't do that, because back in episode 47, mm-hmm. it clearly showed he was allergic to cantaloupe. Yeah, and they they do it all the time, and I'll catch some of it, and I'll be like, that, wait, what? <laughs> so what's real now? Because like, that's, yeah. to me, it's real life. You know, like, wait a minute, this can't be. Something's wrong here. 
Oh, no, I, I understand it completely, because I do that like with Star Trek and fucking comic books. I'm like, well, wait a minute here. That's not going to work. Yeah. All right, Paul. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up, and um, we'll try to figure out if we can get a Civil War special this weekend, and then we'll do V for, v for Vendetta next week. I can't wait. I got my Black Panther t-shirt folded and dry clean and ready to go. You had a dry clean, too. <laughs> Dude, Black Panther, I'm very excited about this. This is true. You've been waiting a long time for this. I've waited a long time for Black Panther to get some street cred. Yeah, oh, you did catch that they have announced Punisher. I did. Because uh, yeah. I was curious what's going to happen after the Defenders. This whole Defenders thing wraps up. It'll be kind of interesting to see, that's for sure. I'm, yeah. Now they just need to tell me there's gonna, they're going to make Moon Knight, and I'll be super happy. You know, if everything goes well, I could see them doing that if they have time. They should. Yeah. It's not like people aren't watching this stuff. Oh, no. If you're going to do it, do it now, guys. I mean, seriously, if you've ever wanted to get a superhero show on something, do it just now. go do it. Yep. Yeah, because why it's hot. thing if you have to, but let's let's milk this superhero thing as long as we can, because for me, this is, this is my football, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know. Every month or something. This is what I look for. I can't wait. And then after Civil War, I'll be chomping at the bit to watch some uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Next year's Wonder Woman, Justice League. Yeah. It never, it's never ending. Hopefully not for a while. Well, Paul, right, um, I guess I'll do our sign-off, and then I'll talk to you later in the week. So. All right. Uh, thanks, Paul, and everybody, thank you for joining us at GeekishCast.com. You can like our page at Facebook.com slash GeekishCast, and we tweet from at the GeekishCast. So long, everybody. Bye, guys.